Welcome everyone to the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. The podcast that gets you where you need to be for your fantasy team. Now, please welcome your hosts, Sean and Mikey Rock. What is up, GCF fam? It's your boy, Sean, here, and we are back with another edition of the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast, Turkey Day edition. Mike, give me your best gobble for the people. Wow, wow. That's actually pretty good, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, I practice it all the time. Dude, you're like a thanks, you're a kindergarten teacher and part-time, I heard. Yes, yes. Um, I do it for the kids. I do it. Do it for the kids, baby. We are back after a pretty good week 11, I would say. Nothing really out of the ordinary. Um, The Grand Central Fantasy Podcast is brought to you, as always, by the Grand Central Fantasy Patreon. That's right. If you're listening to this, you already know that the Grand Central Fantasy Patreon has been active all season long. You can find the link in our bio. Uh, pick a tier, cheapest one's five bucks, um, most expensive's ten. Check out what you get in each one, blah, 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 blah. I've been through it. We just dropped a um, little bit of like a housekeeping blog for Patreon, but, um, you know, the real meat and potatoes of it was gambling picks for, uh, you know, Thanksgiving and this weekend, little player prop action, uh, a lot of stuff. So make sure you go check that out. Um, Mike, what are we doing real quick before we get into everything? What are we doing for Thanksgiving? You have the daily fantasy um, value picks coming. Is that coming tomorrow or is that coming on Thanksgiving morning? That will be coming out tomorrow. I'm already halfway done with it. Um, I got all the players in mind. Uh, I just got to finish touching up on everything, writing everything up. But yeah, it's going to be daily fantasy value picks, uh, you know, there's always those definite guys when we do daily fantasy, but I'm trying to target some of the guys that may not be as popular or just guys whose price range is pretty solid. So that will be posted Wednesday afternoon-ish. Good, good. And we're really I, – I spoke about this a little bit on uh, behind the paywall on Patreon, which, like I said, you guys can go sign up there to read everything. And, you know, we have podcasts, we have a lot of stuff going on, but you know, the real allure of that is that you get us, um, unlimited questions, non-fucking stop. You know, some of you out there, it's like, literally, I feel like I got another wife on the side. Like my wife thinks I'm cheating on her with the amount of messages I get from some of you guys, but Hey, listen, you pay your money. That's what you get. Um, but I spoke in the blog a little bit beforehand about how we're really going to start to retool our gambling content and daily fantasy is definitely something that, you know, we're a little bit behind on, but that's something we're really going to push for the rest of the year. Um, but definitely next year. So stay tuned for all that. And, uh, listen, let's just get down to it. We're in the fucking nitty gritty of the fantasy football season. Mike, we're coming down to the wire. Last podcast was our most listened to podcast of all time. So without further ado, let's build off that shit. Mike, give me the people we are taking respect off their motherfucking name, baby. Well, I will not be taking respect off of people's names, Sean, 
So um, oh, let's fuck. get that straight. Wow, wow. How dare bad. you give me your call? Wow, my bad, my bad, my bad. Listen, it's yeah. been a long day, bro. Wow. It's been you, a you long just, day. That was great because like you took you took the time to like really hype us up. We've been fucking putting in the work. People are listening. You could tell. Boom. You fucked that up so bad. It's all right, people. Your boy Mikey rocks here. He's got cool. you. He's never going to let you down. Here we go, motherfuckers. Let's put respect on these guys' name. Um, Sean, Jalen Hurts, can you sound that alarm for me one more time? Oh, I love this. Yes, please. That's right, baby. Sean, I'm turning myself in. The hate has gone on long enough for me. I'll never tell you guys that Jalen Hurts is a good starting NFL caliber quarterback, but in the fantasy world, this guy isn't just good. He's a fucking stud. And how is it that a quarterback who has thrown over 200 yards just once in the last seven weeks, how is it possible that he's the number one quarterback in fantasy in that time? Well, in the wise words of Akon, Jalen Hurts said, I'm out here grinding. Because motherfucker was grinding on Sunday, rushing for three touchdowns and against a pretty good defense. And he made them look really silly. Eight rushing touchdowns on the year. And he's working his legs like a fucking grade A hooker. Put some respect on Hurts' name. Next, Jonathan Taylor. And what really more can like what more can we say? He's absolutely taking over the NFL. He's taking over the fantasy football community by storm. Uh, in a time where high end running backs are falling like the fucking plague, Taylor's just put himself in his own category. Uh, just when you think Taylor can't top what he's done, uh, he just he makes fucking history. I read this about Taylor. Um, I know I hate standard scoring, but just check this out. Jonathan Taylor's explosion on Sunday totaled 50 fantasy points in standard scoring league. The eighth time since the merger that the 50-point mark has been eclipsed. Clinton uh, Clinton Porter still holds the post-merger record, 55.4 in 2003. But your boy fucking Jonathan Taylor's out here making history. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. You know who said that? Babe Ruth. You know who's better than Babe Ruth? Jonathan Taylor. Put some fucking respect on his name. Next, we got Austin Eckler. And here's a guy I fucking pushed on all of our followers this offseason, as did Sean. Uh, Eckler is he's turning into one of my favorite players, and it's not just because his play. He's consistently talking about himself and fantasy football, like just him and his leagues. Like he drafts himself, and I'm all for that. Like I love when he tweets about it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I went off uh, in this Sunday, and I also went off in my fantasy league. I drafted myself on the fucking man. Uh, Eckler, who had four touchdowns Sunday night. Um, yeah, he, he this this is what he said. I actually have myself on one of my fantasy teams, and I think I had 41. He fucking manhandled the Steelers. Manhandling right up um, Sean's alley. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, how do you not love that shit? PPR monster. Third in targets. Third, um, third in catches on the year. First in my heart. We're going to have to get an Eckler, pod, uh, Eckler on one of our pods soon, Sean, because he's just a fucking man. I love hearing him talk. No, I'll, I'll make game. a call. I'll make a call. Don't worry. Have your people call his people, and we'll get that fucking figured out. Next, we got Antonio Gibson, and um, I got to give Gibson credit here. And he's not killing it, but he's just he's grinding through this fucking injury, and he's just fighting through it. And um, 
Yeah, he's the man. The he he's been the fucking man, and it did. It started out kind of shaky this past week um, against the Panthers. I think he had like 19 yards on five carries with a fumble in the first half. I think they benched him. Second half he came out, boom, all Gibson, 14 carries, 76 yards in the second half. You know, my guy's fighting through adversity. No touchdown this week, but he's almost getting like a cowbell back workload. I think he had 19 carries this week, 24 the week before. I fucking love it. They just need to involve him more in the passing attack. I don't know what the fuck's going on there with that. Put some respect on his name. Last but not least, Elijah Moore. The man who needs no introduction, Sean. The man who won me $200 plus on a $10 player prop bet. I tweeted it out on Sunday. The Jets wide receiver last week on this pod, Sean, I stated is the Jets wide receiver to own. Okay? I said it. You said Corey Davis. Everyone, you heard that? Sean said Davis. I said Moore. I'm the man. The best wide receiver in league history with the last name Moore. Why do I say that? Because Moore caught eight passes, 141 yards, and a touchdown, the most receiving yards by a Jets rookie since Rob Moore in 1990. He's better than all the fucking Moores. DJ Moore, Rob Moore, uh, the kid down the street, Ed Moore, whatever. 24 receptions, 346 yards, four touchdowns over the last four games. He's catching passes from 20 different quarterbacks this year, and he's just still putting in the work. A stud waiver wire pickup for you guys. Obviously, you know that. I talked about it in my waiver wire targets report this week. JETS, Jets to Jets, put some fucking respect on the best wide receiver in the world's name. Put some respect on my name. You understand me? When y'all say my name, put some respect on it. Let's fucking go, baby. I love that shit. Honestly, dude, I don't even know where to start here. Um, Let's start, though. Gibson. I like how you showed Gibson some love. I've had a fucking boner for him ever since I called him two touchdown Tony in the must starts uh, two weeks ago, and he found the end zone twice. Mike, you said it. He's playing through the injuries, and to me, like, you know, they benched him and stuff, but McKissick just sucks, bro. You know, like, they they want him to be, like, an answer. They want it to be, like, a Chubb-Hunt situation so bad, and it's just not, you know? Um, Jonathan Taylor, I think you said it best. He's a fucking cheat code. I mean, good luck trying to trade for him. The trade deadline's already passed, probably, in most leagues anyway. Um, Austin Eckler... We we might need to retire these guys from the respect column just because, like, we've given them their flowers to death. But Austin Eckler, bro, on the Mount Rushmore of Grand Central Fantasy, it's he's one of them for sure. We've always been on him. He's a, he's a PPR monster. Mike, how many times in the preseason did we say go with Austin Eckler from, like, the 6th spot to the 12th spot in leagues, like, if they were available? And how many people were like, dude, are you sure? Yep. Really? And like, of course we're fucking sure, bro. He's a fucking monster. I had no idea about um, Eckler with the fucking hit drafting himself in his fantasy teams. Is that real? Yeah, sure. He said it on Twitter. He tweeted it out. Dude, he always he always engages with the fans on Twitter about fantasy football. Like if he has a shitty week, he like literally he'll say, I'm sorry, everyone who owns me in fantasy. Like we're going to do I'm going to do better for you next week. I'm going to he just he interacts with the fans like. And is always talking about fantasy football. And he said on one of his teams, he has multiple teams, I guess, on one of his teams. And it's funny because only on one of his teams he drafted himself. But yeah. he, he said, I actually have myself on one of my fantasy teams, and I think I had 41. Like, he 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 loves fantasy football. He's a fucking man. We got to get yeah, him on. He- 
he is the man. We'll 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 get him on. We'll make a few phone calls. So the pa- the Patreons will, are helping pay for our, our great guests. <laughs> um, Elijah Moore, dude. So this is my thing with Moore. He's breaking out, but we we were telling you guys this from the very beginning. Straight out of fucking Ole Miss, they drafted him with the th- with a third round pick, dude. Elijah second, Moore, second round pick. Second round pick, dude. He probably should have went with the fucking in the first round. Honestly, yes, like, he, was he was projected that good. To um, we we did our dynasty rankings, um, or I know we did them. I, I don't know exactly. I know I gave my top five in dynasty in a tweet, and I put up Elijah Moore as number one for um, the your drafts last year. I mean, this guy it was only a matter of time. People forget not every rookie is going to come out like Jamar Chase, and honestly, Mike. Has Elijah Moore over the past couple of weeks not put himself in that same conversation as Jamar Chase? Like, why not? Oh, he definitely, I mean, he definitely has put him in the same conversation. Conversation. It's just a matter of the offense that Elijah Moore is in compared to the offense that um, Jamar Chase is in. He obviously has the better quarterback play around him. But, you know, Elijah Moore had some injuries he was dealing with earlier on. He's been healthy. I mean, the last five weeks, he's had at least six targets in every game. Last three weeks, he's really come on. He's got four touchdowns in that time. He had his finally his breakout game that, you know, the whole world finally saw. And now his name is really out there. I mean, and there's more to come. Like, I, I've been talking about him in my waiver wire target reports for weeks, probably more than that now. Yeah. Um, and I hope you got him because this next week he's playing Houston. Then he's got Philly. I mean, and this is a guy that, yes, you probably, you definitely could start him in your playoffs week 15 against Miami, week 16 against Jacksonville. So, and to wrap it up, speaking of guys that are constantly in these blogs, I officially retired Jalen Hurts from the must starts just because, and this was like, four weeks, like a month, a month and a half ago, because it's just imagine always putting in, imagine being a fantasy site. You have to come up with startable guys. Obviously not everybody's going to hit. We try to do it from a toss up perspective, like a flex perspective. Imagine being a guy like, Oh, you got to start Aaron Rodgers. He's a must start this week. You got to start Jonathan Taylor. He's a must start this week. Uh, this is the reason why a lot of these fantasy outlets suck and Jalen Hurts is falling into that category of that guy. You always have to start him. And Mike, we were on it too. I mean, not you so much. He was you, in my top you 10. You were 100% on it before the season, Sean. I got to give you credit. Poor <laughs> man's uh, Lamar, I said LeBron, Lamar, poor man's Lamar. You could have gotten him in the ninth or 10th round when Lamar was going on the fourth or fifth. Yep. Lamar is a better player. Don't get me wrong. But like Mike said, they're putting up similar numbers. You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy. Cause like when I was looking at his numbers, like he, he doesn't throw the ball a lot, obviously. And it's, I, I don't know. just like, and he, and he gets his rushing yards too. He's not like rushing like Lamar and getting like these 100-yard, 90-yard games and shit. I think he's only been over like 80 yards twice or whatever, but he's getting touchdowns and the fantasy points are there. Like you, you just can't hide it. Number, I told you guys, number one fantasy quarterback in the last seven weeks. I mean, he's I think I'm pretty sure he's like top three, top four for the season, but number one mm-hmm. the last seven weeks. Like, 
and you got him in the ninth, tenth round. That's a league winner right there. I was just gonna say that's a league winner, boys. That that's what we're always looking for. Like guys like him, Debo Samuel. I mean, Debo, he's another one that we oh probably have. Oh my god, fire. bro. It's insane, man. Yep. It's insane. But listen, this is getting too positive. We're giving each other too much credit. Ugh. Everybody's getting along. This Disgusting. is fucking bullshit. It's time to take some respect off these motherfuckers' names, including yours, Mike. Get ready. First up, we got the Falcons offense. And Mike, I'm going to ask you a question after I get done. Bust of the year? Bust of the year prediction for you. Matt Ryan, four turnovers in the last two weeks. Pitts sucks. No wide receivers or anything. Calvin Ridley's either in a padded room or writing poetry or whatever the fuck he's doing. There's no update. Whatever. Fuck him. Get out of here. Take some respect on the whole city of Atlanta's name, but especially the Falcons. This is just too much for me. Next up, we got Mike's boy, DK Metcalf. I think Mike's going to have a lot to say about him. He was saying buy these um, wide receivers while you can um, because after the another dud performance against Arizona, uh, Metcalf since the bye has had seven catches on 16 targets for 57 yards and zero touchdowns. I got to say, Mike, I do not think – uh, Russell Wilson is healthy. I think he rushed his injury back. I don't think we're going to see these guys have any value. Tyler Lockett um, had a decent game in one of my leagues. He got 11 points. People were acting like, oh, my God, this is like, oh, should we? Should I trade my first-round pick next year for him? Like, relax, people. It's over. Take some respect off the whole city of Seattle, but most importantly, DK Metcalf, except when he's trying to have a foursome slash fivesome with OnlyFans models because we respect that. Um, Joe Burrow, next up, take some respect off Big Dick Burrow's name. Only 148 yards in the air, Mike. One TD and one interception against Vegas. Big Big letdown coming off the bye week. This was a guy that had, um, you know, multiple touchdowns in every game that he started. He was the only starter to do that until now. Um, really disappointing. He's been slowing down since we've been hyping him up. It's like they peaked off that um, big – ever since they lost to the Jets, it's just been all downhill from there. So we'll see. Um, you know, they, they're, they're just inconsistent. But Burrow, he's really got to earn um, back my trust. Next up, we have another Seahawk. Alex Collins with the news that Chris Carson is fucking dead and getting surgery on his spine or his neck or whatever it is now. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's done, honestly, but Alex Collins, Mike's boy, ever since he took over as a starter since week five, when he was named the starter, when um, Carson was out, he's had 304 yards and one touchdown in six games, Mike, with 3.7 yards per carry. That is fucking embarrassing. I know Seattle's line is bad, blah, 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 but this is a guy that you probably got on the waiver wire. I was like, let's fucking go. He had one good game, and it was like, okay, cool, that one game where he had the one touchdown and 100 yards rushing, like, let's do it, but he looks like shit. He looks fat. He looks slow. He sucks. Take some respect off his fucking name. Next up, Mike, we have David Montgomery. 27 carries for 121 yards and no touchdowns in games in two games since he returned from the IR. Meanwhile, Khalil Herbert put in work for the Bears filling in for Montgomery when he was out for those three, four weeks. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know what's going on in Chicago. I don't know why you can't just bench this kid. Um, I was looking at the bets because I put in – 
a bunch of bets in Connecticut this week, uh, today, because it's still not fucking legal in New York because we're ran by fucking uh, shitty ass government, fucking garbage. Um, but Montgomery is like minus 200 to score a touchdown on Thanksgiving. We'll see, bro, because I, I, I don't see that happening at all. I think Montgomery, he's just a joke. I was kind of high on him higher than most going into uh, the preseason and draft season. And it's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. So take some respect off his fucking name. We'll see with Dalton. Maybe it'll be different. And Mike, last, uh, last up, I forgot to tell you about this one. Taysom Hill's contract. Did you see that bullshit? Uh, I saw real quick. Um, it's like really weird, dude. I don't understand. Sean Payton's back to obsessing over Taysom Hill. Listen, like, we're taking respect. Play. <laughs> we're taking respect off of Sean Payton's name. For anybody who thinks that he isn't a racist, this confirms he is a racist. He has a Kyle Rittenhouse for President bumper sticker on his card that is confirmed. Um, $40 million to $90 million. With twenty three million guaranteed, and Mike, it's it's like if he plays enough games as a quarterback, which they can easily maneuver out of, and not make sure he doesn't get paid like this. The guy can't throw the ball. You think he's going to hit these incentives at ninety million? The only person in the league would um give him this contract is your boy Sean Payton. Um, who is very racist, and I can confirm that as as a as a fact. Mike, talk to me. I just I don't understand. Like, how how are those negotiations going? Like, are like the Saints coming to Taysom Hill and saying like, yes, <laughs> like like they, yes. I, I don't understand. They must have like put that on the table, and Taysom Hill was like, all right, where do I sign? Like, I'm not, even, I'm not even gonna like talk it over my agent. Like, give me that fucking twenty three million, twenty three million guaranteed. Because he'll he would never get anything like that on the open market. So it just that's just horrible management. I just don't understand how that is. I don't understand how that's happening. No one would give him close to that. No one would even give him the four years and the contract and a contract. Dude, I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on down in New Orleans. I heard they're bringing in George Zimmerman for, uh, you know, to play cornerback next. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But what else do you have for me on the other ones? No. So, uh, yeah, I mean, all these guys, the, the great list, Sean, as per usual. David Montgomery, you know, we were expecting a lot more from him. Um, I think he's scored like 17 or 18 fantasy points in the last two games combined. Like you expect those numbers like in one game alone from him. Um, I know he has a pretty favor some favorable matchups coming up. Um, kind of like last year towards the end of the season. Maybe he could hopefully hit on that. Um, but it just terrible feeling right now. Uh maybe he's still hurt too, like Russell Wilson. Uh, I I don't know. It's just ugly. Alex Collins, man. When he first came on um this year, you know, you you talked about it, the hundred yards he had in the game against I think that was against the Steelers. Dude, that guy was like running with a vengeance. He looked like a guy who was like trying to capitalize on his opportunity. I'm like, God, look at this guy. He's running down the field so fucking hard. He's throwing his body around like um, like a rag doll. And um, since then, he hasn't rushed over 50 yards in a game. Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah, uh, it was his third straight game with only 10 carries too. Like, you're the starting running back. You're only getting 10 carries. Not like the other running backs were really getting much love. Like. I, I don't understand when Chris Carson's there, he's getting 20 carries a game. So maybe they don't trust you. I, I don't know. 
either way. He's not as good either. Like, he sucks. He's not, but still, like, the Seahawks always try to establish the run. Like, I feel like that's been a point of emphasis with the Seahawks a lot, too, that, you know, they try to run the ball too much sometimes, and now they're, like, not running it at all. Maybe it's because Colin sucks. Maybe because they don't feel comfortable uh, with their running backs on the roster. Either way, he sucks. Joe Burrow uh, was putting up – he was putting up great numbers, man, up until, like, two weeks ago. Like, it really declined. Uh, The last two games have been, like, horrible i think he he just has uh i think he had like nine fantasy points last week he had single digit fantasy points his last two weeks higgins could just as easily make this list too i don't know what the fuck is going on with him uh i'll be the first to admit i i swung and missed on him this year i think a lot of people are on that list as well but he's been horrible dk metcalf um on a personal level sean i think he's a bitch uh two weeks ago against the packers he got ejected he like he just can't keep his head together. He's just, he's he seems like a no. head case, bro. Like it's you can fuck with this guy so easily. You could say whatever you want to him, and you can get under his skin, and he'll take it personal. Uh, you know, with the fucking pink hair and flaunting around like a little fucking teenage girl on the field, it like really tells a tale about how big of a bitch he is. Um, dude, I was gonna say if you're over the age of like twelve, and you have your hair dyed, and you're a straight man, like we just have we have problems. Like I, I I can't trust you, dude. I really can't. I'm sorry. I'm all inclusive, open-minded to everything, but it's like, bro, if I'm starting a football team, I need these guys out here that like haven't showered. They're just don't give a shit about how they look. All these guys, these diva wide receivers, bro. It's the next fucking level. At least Terrell Owens, who was like the originator of the diva wide receiver. At least he put in work every fucking game, bro. These guys, they fucking shit in the bed, getting thrown out. Nothing's ever their fault anymore. I mean, I sound like a boomer here, like all oh, these, these younger generation, but it's like, get it together, man. It, no, nobody has any responsibility anymore. It's all, oh, well, you know, the refs are, they're assholes. They're racist. It's like, all right, dude. Well, maybe if you didn't, fu- maybe if you kept your cool and didn't fucking, uh, wasn't worried about your fucking new hair color or like which type of earrings or like cutoff shirt he fucking had. He has like the fucking crop tops too, bro. What are we doing? I, I don't know. They got to like long earrings and shit. Like they need to stand out. I don't know why they need to. You're in the NFL. You're making millions of dollars. Like you're on TV every week. Like what? And and you're really, you're a very good football player. Like why do you need to stand out even more than you do? You're Dude, DK Metcalf is like six, seven and like Jack, Jack, bro. He can walk in the mall and like he stands out like sore thumb, but it's like, you know what I need? Pink hair and pink hair, dude. It's going to be that, sick. That'll show him. <laughs> and then, um, Pete Carroll's got to go. Pete Carroll's got to go. They suck. Um, but, uh, yeah, he does, man. The Seahawks errors, like it's Legion of Boom. That shit is I don't know. They're terrible. All right. Um, German Falcons offense bust of the year. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say bust of the year because they weren't. Might be bust. Well, no, I mean, they're definitely a bust, but no one was, you know, targeting them as a top, you know, tier offense in the NFL and they shit the bed. Um, Three points, though, in their last two games, I believe. Is that right? I mean, like. Yes. They should. Maybe the Falcons, like, as a team together, should all pull Calvin Ridley and step away from football because it's atrocious, man. <laughs> like it's, I do know one, uh, analyst that, um, I'm a big fan of that was pretty all in on the Falcons offense. Um, and his name is Mikey Michael rock. Reg- Reginald rock. Yes. The third, um, who in our season preview pod in like March 
was fucking all, or no, it was after the draft, so April, was all about it. And honestly, I, I love busting your balls. You know me, but I was on board too, mainly because like Arthur Smith was in there and like the Tennessee offense looks so good and like Calvin Ridley, all this shit. But it's like, dude, they, they can't block for Ryan either. No, the offensive like, line the man, is, the offensive lines is, is like built like a fucking straw wall. It's like it, they, they were terrible this week. I, I was looking at some of the offensive linemen stats and stuff too. They love the um they let up so many fucking quarterback pressures and hits and it was really bad. I mean, if you look a couple of weeks ago, it was starting to trend upward Atlanta. They started off, you know, very cold. They they were starting to um, you know, look really good with Patterson. Pitts was starting to come on when Ridley was there. I think that was helping take some pressure off. The offensive line was starting to build, look better and better. And then I don't know, it's just like one blow after another, um, you know, between Ridley and then uh, you know, Patterson had the ankle injury. Um, and pitch has just looked terrible. Uh, it, it's really bad there in Atlanta right now. Yeah, man. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It. It's crazy because in most leagues, we only have three weeks left until the playoffs. Guys like Kyle Pitts have been huge disappointments for where they're drafted. I'm not going to say the tight end thing. It is what it is. But like, it, it's just all these guys. There's nobody from Atlanta outside of Cordell Patterson. We'll even leave him out. There's nobody on draft day that you drafted that has an Atlanta Falcon uniform that you can point to and be like, this guy was worth the pick. Not not even Matt Ryan late, dude, Like, because you can't count on him. You know, yeah. um, Patterson's a different story. He's but he has potential to be a league winner, but he's banged up now. Um, you know, maybe that's what they've been missing because he was hurt last week. So we'll see. But, you know, speaking of injuries, Mike, what do we have on the injury report this week? What's going on? All right, we'll touch on a couple guys real quick. Nothing crazy. We're going to start with our boy, Michael Carter, uh, suffered a low grade high ankle sprain. Um, looks like he's going to be out two to four weeks. It sucks, dude, because like Michael Carter was really starting to hit his stride. You know, I, I obviously everyone sees it around the league, but Sean and I see it more than anyone because we're big Jet fans and we're really dialed in each week on the Jets. And, you know, the offensive line for the Jets honestly started out really shitty and it's been looking better and better in each week. And it's really showed because Michael Carter's been hitting these nice holes and they've just been working a lot better together. So it kind of sucks that he's been really starting to find a groove as a Jet fan, but we're not here to talk Jets. We're here to talk fantasy football. Michael Carter out two to four weeks. I talked to you guys in the waiver wire target report. You know, uh, Ty Johnson was m- my top target running back um, to go after this week. But, you know, Tevin Coleman is starting to make more of an appearance each week and actually had more carries, uh, higher uh, touch count for the Jets, uh, especially after Michael Carter went down. So, Sean, do you see any of these guys fantasy relevant at all? Should you have any of these guys on your team? Who's is are any of these guys going to benefit um, these next two to four weeks? Uh, talk to me about the uh, the Jets running back situation right now. I mean, Ty, it it sucks. So you're right. It sucks because ninety five percent of the time, I want Joe Douglas, the GM for the Jets to be murdered in the street. I do not want him to get fired. I want him killed in the street. So his family does not have a father anymore. That's how much I do not like this guy. Really? Um, But looking at this draft class gave me a lot of hope with him. I was starting to retract that a little bit because Elijah Moore, Michael Carter specifically, 
Um, I do love them, and it really hurts that Michael Carter. I mean, yeah, dude. Honestly, not to turn this into a Jets podcast, but what has Douglas done? What has <laughs> Douglas done ever? What has the Jets franchise been different since Joe Douglas has came on? He, they they traded um, Darnold, who admittingly Darnold sucks. They get Zach Wilson, who to my knowledge so far watching every jet game has made um like two or three good throws that have made me feel like okay maybe he could have something um the drafts his draft last year wasn't anything crazy everybody wants to blow um the offensive lineman they drafted what's his Jared name in the Tucker? First round? he's been killing it no last oh, year i was gonna say offensive lineman last year yeah um oh uh, uh makai beckton big ticket how can we forget? Makai Beckman, big t- big ticket. Everybody wants to blow him. And I listen, take it for what it is, but all the next gen stats in the in the NFL had him at the bottom in his rookie year. The New York media is blowing him. Like he's so good. He looks so out of shape and shit. Maybe I'm being a little too hard on Joe Douglas because, like I said, this draft looked good. Um but, you know, nothing really impressed me, but these skill players look great. And Carter's my favorite out of the bunch. I love more, but Carter's my fucking boy, man. Um, I think, Mike, I, I get where you're going with Coleman, especially because he gets the touches. But wouldn't you agree Ty Johnson's probably going to get those explosive plays? Like, if anybody's going to get the touchdowns that Carter was getting, um, it, it's probably going to be Ty Johnson, don't you think? Uh, yeah, that's what I think. And we've seen it in weeks past. Um, I think with Zach Wilson there as well, you know, he was used um, – out of the backfield, a good uh, pass catching option, solid option in PPR. It's just interesting that Tevin Coleman, you know, he was brought in earlier in the year and he was, he's a guy that I don't know. I mean, he was pretty well known with the 49ers. He got a lot of run there. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in there and we see maybe a split, like a 50 50 backfield between the two of them. It really wouldn't surprise me at all, especially considering mm-hmm. early on, like, you know, it took a while for Michael Carter to get to this point where it was like a, you know, 70-30 backfield split. Michael yep. Carter was splitting a lot of carries with Ty Johnson and different running backs and stuff. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised in that sense. But at the same time, Ty Johnson's proved that, you know, he could catch the ball in the backfield, which makes him a clearer cut, um, a better option to have. I think he's a pretty solid piece to have on your bench i'm not looking to start ty johnson every week but you know obviously the the running back position injuries happen shit happen so it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world but for the next two to four weeks if i'm picking a running back i'm going uh ty johnson while we're on it mike real quick just because like i never say i want to turn it into a jets podcast but then we get going and i could do a whole hour on it um with zach wilson Named the starter. How do you feel about Corey Davis this week? Uh, that's interesting. You say that. Um, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not off the Corey Davis bandwagon at all. I just think Elijah Moore, you know, bring more back into it again. I think he's just a faster, younger, dynamic player, and he could do more than Corey Davis at this stage in his career. I mean, they, they obviously are two different running backs. Corey Davis is a bigger guy. Elijah Moore is more like a, a you know route runner, uh, quick wide receiver. You know, Zach Wilson and Corey Davis were showing a lot of chemistry and stuff, but I don't know. I, I, they're playing Houston Texans. He has some flex value right there, Corey Davis, but Moore is still my guy moving forward. All right, who do we got next on the injury report? Uh, next, I'm going to touch on A.J. Brown, 
who uh, he suffered upper body injury. He had a hand injury, came out of the game, came back in. Not exactly sure what his status is yet. It's up in the air. However, they're playing the Patriots this week. We've seen, um, you know, the AJ Brown this year. You know, he's had some big games, and then he's, you know, come back down to earth. I almost, I don't know how you feel about this, Sean. As an AJ Brown owner, I almost just want him to be ruled out this week. I feel like if they put him on the field against the Patriots, it's just going to be like some subpar type of performance from him. So that's how I'm feeling, and I'm not feeling comfortable starting really any Titans wide receivers. We saw last week Marcus Johnson come in. He got hurt. Uh, this other guy, I can't even pronounce his fucking last name. He's got like seven last names. Um, has eight catches for them this week. I'm not feeling good about any Titans wide receivers this week. How are you feeling about A.J. Brown, uh, even if he's healthy and he's playing in the game against the Patriots? So I know this is like probably a little too like inside baseball, but I want him to play because his favorite team is the Patriots. Like he's a huge Patriot fan, AJ Brown. So I hope that he plays and he like balls out. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I've just, I, I took respect off his name last week and I kind of just been in denial with it because I was pissed that I didn't get AJ Brown. I wasn't lucky enough in my mind to get AJ Brown. Um, in my drafts last year, because he was going like right, like first pick of the second round in a lot of leagues that I drafted. And, um, you know, he's just been a disappointment, man. I mean, he really has, I think the Titans defense is, or offense, excuse me, is going to get back on track overall this week. I, I think the Patriots are good. The media is going, have you been paying? I know you've been really busy with work and shit. Have you been paying attention to this media narrative around the Patriots? Oh, God, I mean the NFL. They they're loving this Mac Jones shit, bro. They're eating this shit up. They were, they were saying some one of these assholes on ESPN said Mac Jones has the best intangibles they've seen of any rookie quarterback ever, maybe any quarterback ever. Like you have to be kidding. <laughs> I hate Tom Brady, but even I gotta draw a line somewhere. Like I don't even know what's going. They just have a fucking wet dream. They want this to be Patriots versus Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, and I will not watch that Super Bowl, <laughs> even though I will because I'm a degenerate. Yeah. But it'll just, just be another depressing sport event. Yep, just another depressing sport event for a New York sports fan like myself. Yes, yep. Um, it sucks. Uh, life of a Jet fan. And last, I'm going to touch on this one real quick because we're going to talk more about him um, shortly, and that's um, C.D. Lamb, who during last week's game, Suffered a concussion, came out of the game, never came back in. Status up in the air. Sean, um, I don't really want to talk. I mean, I'll say it now. You know what? Fuck it. We're just gonna go into the next segment because this just all. You know what? This just all ties into like what I really want to talk about anyway. So, Mike's driving the bus. Baby. I'm driving the bus. This is, put your fucking seatbelt on. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. Here we go. He's drunk. He's drunk. <laughs> I am He's wasted. Drunk. I got my beer with me right here. Uh, no, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to go into it. what we're looking forward to. I'm starting it off, and what I'm looking forward to is Thanksgiving football, more specifically the Cowboys, oh, yeah. C.D. Lamb versus the Raiders. <laughs> and, Sean, we know Thanksgiving football. It's not Thanksgiving football without the fucking Cowboys playing, obviously. And um, I'm looking forward to this game because we got two offenses that are struggling, and something's got to give, all right? Uh, not sure how Dallas fans are, 
you know, feeling through Thanksgiving right now uh, because they just scored nine points against the Chiefs defense. And, uh, bad, yeah, and like, bad. I don't know. I mean, I kind of would feel a little depressed about that. And it's the second time in three weeks they failed to put up more than 17 points. I mean, we're talking about the Dallas fucking Cowboys offense, folks. And we know for sure that Amari Cooper, um, shout out unvaccinated, is um, going to be out this game. Um, but it rem- is he is he unvaccinated? Well, he's. I'm pretty sure he is. I'm pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah. Came, yeah. You didn't see Michael Irvin was like bugging out and how dare you, self is not vaccinated. I didn't Amari know if Cowboys. it was. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like definite, dude. I mean, this vaccine shit with the who's vaccinated, who's not, is like getting so out of control. If I like, if I was, I mean, I I'm vaccinated, I would get it, especially if I was a player. But it's like, dude, just I don't know, just let him fucking play, bro. Just give everybody COVID. It's time for my fantasy team to dominate. That that's what needs to be on the news, not coronavirus. Yeah, he, my he, he tested positive as an unvaccinated player. Oh my god, lock him up, hey. bro. criminal. So, um, but it remains to be seen what's going to happen with, uh, CD lamb. I know Zeke was pretty beat up last week. He came out, he got, he, he took a hit. I think he rolled his ankle, his knee was hobbling. It didn't look good. He came back in. He practiced in full today. I saw, which is good. Um, for me, but lamb did, no, this is Ezekiel Elliott. I was speaking of. Yeah. CD lamb has not practiced. He hasn't practiced. His shit is right up in the air. I mean, he just got a concussion on Sunday too. It's pro- he's probably not going to play. Um, so you know, Dallas starting lineup is going to look a little different than you know anticipated. You know, without their two best wide receivers, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. Raiders defense was looking pretty solid early on, but the last few weeks they've been getting torn apart. So I'm still a little worried about Dak without Lamb and Cooper, but I still think he could put in some work with Gallup. We've seen uh, uh, that uh, receiver Wilson come in and put up some nice numbers and stuff. So I'm still feeling, you know, you know, it's Thanksgiving after all and Dallas, you know, usually does pretty well on Thanksgiving. So I'm feeling pretty good about them this week. If you have Dak, I still, I'm still going to start him. Um, I'm definitely going to put Gallup in the lineup if he's going to be my wide receiver one. And um, yeah, so uh, another guy who could definitely eat from a pass catching option who's going to benefit is Dalton Schultz, who's had a pretty good year. He slowed down a little bit, but he's still seeing his targets. But uh, on the other end, uh, the Raiders, uh, you know, they've struggled all around, Sean. Three straight losses, and they're having trouble scoring. Defending is a fucking mess there. The three losses have come, um, have came with Henry Ruggs out, you know, after Henry Ruggs went all GTA and shit. So, uh, yeah. For real. At the, um, he got released, obviously, you know, obviously, and, you know, when he got released, he was the leading he was the leading receiver for the Raiders with four hundred and sixty nine receiving yards. And obviously, you know, Derek Carr, I don't know if like, you know, Ruggs isn't this big time wide receiver, but without him there, the offense kind of is struggling from a passing standpoint. Um it takes it away. It takes their like threat the big yeah. threat away. Yeah. Yeah. So. so I don't know if that's like, you know, it's making its presence felt all over the field because the Russian attack has been fucking horrible too. Josh Jacobs is just, I mean, he's been a shade of himself. He's I, um, the last first, the first, his first two seasons, he averaged 80 yards a game rushing this season. He's averaging 41 uh, yards a game. It, it, it's terrible. So between the, you know, the Raiders firing Gruden rugs, killing people. Like, I don't know if it's all starting to catch up. It's yeah, a it's lot. all starting to catch which is understandable. So, 
I'm not really feeling too hot about the Raiders this week. Um, the only one, only one guy on the Raiders like I like moving forward is Hunter Renfro, and I talked about him recently on mm-hmm. Patreon. Like that's a guy, that's a guy that I'm buying low on right now because he's a target machine. He was last year. He's he is again this year. Um, but other than that, I'm not really feeling too hot about the Raiders this week. Um, how are you feeling about this game, Sean? I mean, obviously we're excited for Thanksgiving football. It's the fucking best. It's better than fucking turkey. Yeah, but how are you feeling? You think Cowboys are going to be successful this week without their two top receivers? Are the Raiders going to keep sucking? What's going on? People are hating on this slate of games, and I get it. But, like, I feel like this game and the uh, – Bill's Saints game are actually oh, going to yes. be good. The twelve thirty game is yeah, going to suck, always but does. it is what it's it the is. Lions. It always. I mean, I'm a. I like NFC North football because I'm just a fucking loser football fan. But um, like I like the rivalries and shit. But that's going to be like a nine to three snooze fest. But I'm looking at this shit now, Mike. Lamb didn't play. That I'm reading this uh, from Brianna Dix, who is what was that a last name? Beat writer. Okay, Dix. Beat writer for the Cowboys. Dix. Her Twitter handle is at Dix Brianna. I swear to God, D I X B R I A N N A. She's a reporter for the Cowboys. Dix. She said, according to sources, Dix, according according to sources, wide receiver CD Lamb will practice tomorrow. Workout will determine his availability for Thursday. But Mike, this is good news for Zeke. Um, Tyron Smith, shout out uh, SoCal Fight on Baby USC, um, is good to go for the Thanksgiving matchup. So he'll be back. Uh Um, That's definitely helpful. As far as like from a fantasy perspective, I also like Cedric Wilson from like a for a flex play. Um, But yeah, I, I honestly, the Raiders offense, I like Renfro too. Carr, I don't know how much from a fantasy perspective. He might have touchdowns. I don't know if he's going to be airing it out as much because I do think they're going to try to pivot and run a little bit more with Jacobs and Drake if they can. I I think this, the only reason why I think the Raiders may have a slim chance in this one is because the Cowboys have fucked shit up so much this year and are inconsistent. I do think they win. If I'm betting, I like the Raiders plus seven and a half. That's the line for now. Um, But yeah, man, I mean, the Raiders are just, it's just too much. It's too much to fight through. And it's a shame because they're really cooking with gas. Carr was looking great at the beginning of the year. And, um, you know, Ruggs just going out there, legit killing people with his car. Um, Gruden with however you want to say, I mean, the shit in his emails, um, were fucked up, but I mean, the NFL leaked that shit to oh, get rid 100%. of them, man. I mean, there's, they there's hate the Raiders. There's definitely other people in those they emails want... that, you know, the NFL could have oh easily thrown their names out too, but. They want the Davis family out of there so bad. They, they, they love the Raiders brand, but it's typical NFL. They love the Raiders brand. They love the stadium, but they want to get rid of what makes the Raiders the Raiders. And they want it to fucking sell it to, you know, uh, the owner of Pepsi or some bullshit. So I'm looking forward to this game overall. Um, we got to look, check our Twitter at Grand Central Fan tomorrow uh, because we'll be giving you updates. I'll be keeping an eye on um, the Cowboys practice and see if uh, how CD Lamb looks and shit, because if he doesn't play and then Cooper's out, 
I don't know, man. You you don't think the Raiders might have a little bit of a chance there if the defense plays no, good? No, I, I do. I mean, their defense has been horrible, though, Sean. They've been giving up big points lately, and the offense has just had problems it's generating tough. and, you know, um, doing their thing. Although there was one guy in the Raiders last week that really put in work. Um, what was his name? Um, Darren Waller, that guy that you said you would sit 12 tight ends. Um, you would start 12 yes, tight ends yes. over him. I think he had like 100 yards or something. You said you were going to sit him. I bet I bet other tight ends. Dan Arnold, I think, over him. We had like zero targets. But yeah. No, no, I know. That's fine. Yeah, no, I I I don't even know. I don't even know if that happened. I mean, we like I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Guys, you could go back to week eleven. Oh wait, it's it's deleted the podcast. Um dude, that's a doctored like what are you even talking? That's a doctored uh footage. I I don't know why. Don't don't trust Mike, honestly, we don't you're even know it really who well, he is. You deserve person. an Academy Award. I don't even know what you're talking about, bro. I mean, like this is this is it. This is life now. We can just are you do feeling this. Okay, we can. Just are you feeling okay? And then it's fine. Like, oh no, I never said that. Oh, it's on recording. Well, it's fine. Well, is that what, like Matthew Barry does? <laughs> yeah, no, the puppets say yeah. it, not him. Too Every cool. time he like fucks up. Oh, go go get another puppet. Introduce a new 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 puppet to the segment. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the one on Veterans Day? Shout out the troops. Did you ever see I've the one on Veterans Day where he his his friend, the guy that does it with him, the guy with all the Show tattoos? Me where he and touched shit, you. It was it was like, you know, this is Jimmy. You know him as the guy that fucks the puppets <laughs> with me, but you know, Jimmy. He saved for our country. He stirred a pot of chili in South Korea for six years in the Army Reserves. Thank you for your service. He's like crying and shit. On the fucking thing. I'm like, what is this, dude? I'm like, can you tell me if CD Lamb's playing or what? Dude. Like, Jesus I do Christ. not watch. I will I will never watch any of his fucking shows. I seen the puppets on Twitter or some shit one time, and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing, bro? You want to go to pu- you want to play with puppets? Quit your job and go fucking apply f- to be on Sesame Street or some shit because this ain't you. Yeah, this dude. ain't for you, Sesame- dog. I don't get it, man. I just don't get it with Matthew Barry. Maybe Sesame Street going bald yeah. and um, acting like a fucking corny loser, and I'll get a fucking uh, million dollar job at ESPN. Well, it's because like ESPN still doesn't prioritize fantasy. Like they, it's still like a joke yes. to them, which is interesting yeah. to me. Like they have the fucking, um, they have the celebrity fantasy draft every year. You know that chef Bobby Flay? You ever heard yeah, of him? Yeah, guy with the blonde dumbass uh, spikes. Ginger, yeah, ginger. Or no, no, that's fucking. Um, that's oh, guy Fury, my bro. Fair guy. Which flavor town, bro? Which one's Bobby Flay? My- Bobby Flay, look up Bobby my Flay. Bad, He's like Food Network guy. doesn't pop up every time I turn my TV on. My bad, dude. They had him on for one. Each time they made a pick, they all these assholes, Schefter, fucking all these guys were like, "Bobby, you gonna make me some dinner?" <laughs> it's just like the same stupid play out jokes. I think never it's because I've never Disney. seen this guy in my life. You've never seen Bobby. Heard, Flay heard of him before? Never seen him before. He just left the food oh, here's network. Here's a picture of him and, and uh, Guy Fieri next to each other. They're paying Guy Fieri eighty million, the Food Network, and he wanted a hundred million, and they said no, so he's leaving, bro. He's a free agent. He's oh, coming. Okay. We're interviewing him at Grand Central <laughs> Fantasy. So. Yeah, so Bobby, you know. make more shred, um, fucker. It's because they fucking. It's it's like Disney runs them. They all want to tell a story, like in the draft. 
when it's like, oh, yeah, um, you know, Bontavious Mingo is drafted fourth overall. Like, congratulations, Bontavious. And then the dramatic music plays. It's like, Bontavious' mother died and his son died and his father died and his girlfriend died and everybody died and then he has cancer too. It's like, bro, who gives a shit? They did that not long ago with someone. They were like, oh, he was sleeping. He was homeless sleeping on the streets. And, like, I forget what NFL player it was. Najee yeah. Harris. And he's Najee like, Harris. He said he was sleeping on the floor in and he's Bama. Like, that and he never like, happened. No, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that is terrible. But, bro, we got the Manning cast. Dude, you see they had Condoleezza Rice on there I last night? I saw on Twitter the lineup of the people that were going to be in there. I saw Kevin Hart and Eli Manning was like making short jokes. And I was like, bro, dude, that's is what it is. So it's like softball. I work with this guy who was like this big Giants fan. And he's like, dude, the Manning Brothers, oh, my God, it's so hilarious. I think people really like it. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about, bro? No one fucking likes that. No one thinks the Mannings are funny, bro. They suck. Eli is um, – uh, uh, I think people just feel bad for him because, like, he's slow. I, just, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it, bro. I don't get it with the Manning. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. oh, that now, that's what Edward took us overboard. I called him slow. This <laughs> This isn't Clyde Edwards Hilaire, your son, okay? Stay, keep him in the basement. Oh, Clyde, 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 Edwards, who, Clyde Edwards, who finished as a low and running back one this week. Yeah, wait, t- wait till he tears his fucking oh, ACL and you'll be, uh, be making more excuses for him. Dude, the Manning cast, honestly, people. if you honestly listen to the Manning cast, unfollow us, stop listening to us please. right now because it please is do. like – it's the most it's it's just for boring people where it's like, oh, the football player made funny joke. Oh, Eli has a brother. I have a brother, too, bro. I bust my brother's balls, too. I love them. I'm just like Peyton Manning, except you're not at all. Fuck these people. Fuck Bill Parcells. I thought Bill Parcells was dead. And then I turned on the Manning cast yesterday and he's standing there looking like a fucking <laughs> potato. Yeah, all right. We're going. We're we're getting so off of um our topic, Sean. Talk real quick, real quick. It's not. I'm just going to say I one. Love it. I love it. Well, but no. I mean, it's just like I was going to get into my thing, but it's just like fuck all these people. <laughs> fuck ESPN. I don't know why you're not just everybody's. We we would honestly be better off. I feel like it would get more ratings. We would get. We would lose our entire lives if we were on espn for airtime and saying the shit we say in this um but i feel like that would be more entertaining and you guys are getting a much better product at the grand central fantasy podcast than prime time espn dude when we grew up it was like yo monday night football like this shit meant something bro now it's just like you see the cartoons and shit they have on monday night football it's like tom brady is a pirate there's people literally starving in the streets and espn is spending millions of dollars on tom brady being a pirate and bruce arians like you know uh getting water out of the boat you know what i'm saying you see it's that a shit? joke bro it's it's all fucking joke at the end of the day, we just want to fucking watch football, bro. I like, I can, I'll can literally just mute the fucking TV. I just want to watch the product on the field. I enjoy watching football. It's my entertainment. It's my calm down time. It's just what I do. I don't want to hear all the fucking outside noise of ESPN pushing their dumb ass narratives that fucking suck. 
What do you do with your kids when you watch football? Do you tell them like go in the other room um, and like just binge drink, or are they just like running around you and you're like, please, just like you tune them out totally? Because I've seen you tune out your kids very well. Like they'll be in your face screaming and you're looking directly at me. Like, well, as a father, it's just like that's the the first thing you want to learn as a father is how do I ignore my children <laughs> ignore the best way? So <laughs> when I watch football, I try to have my kids watch it with me. <laughs> Um, I feel bad though, because like I push the narrative that the jets are like the best team in the world. And it's like, thank God yeah, they're so oblivious. And they have no idea what's going on. Um, they really, they really do, man. Um, but yeah, no, I just, you know, my, my wife helps out a lot. My shout out to my wife. She knows that Sundays are for fucking football. And it's like, literally we're doing everything we got to do on Saturdays and stuff. And, you know, and she'll be like, oh, what are we doing tomorrow? Oh, that's right. Football's on. You know, you're, you're watching football. And nice. like, oh, God, I love you. That is, that it is, is sweet, bro. Awesome. Especially with um, having kids and stuff. Too. All right. Nice, man. All right. Enough. Yeah, enough about kids. Who fucking asked you about your kids right. anyway? Jesus Christ. Um, all right. Real quick, what I'm looking forward to. Honestly, dude, we could just keep this very brief because I want to get into the starter sits and then wrap it up. Um Seattle Seahawks offense versus Washington. I feel like it's a make or break game. Um, I think I know where you're going to go in this direction. I think you believe in them a little more. But, Mike, I, the number one thing I wanted to tell you about this, whatever your opinion is on the game, cool. Do you know Tyler Lockett is an actual virgin? Mm, no, I didn't know that. Like he's a like he's a virgin. He he put out a book of poetry recently, and in that book of poetry, he said he it, it was like one poem was all about his virginity. He's a virgin. I think he's like twenty eight years old. How do you feel about Tyler Lockett being a virgin, considering you were a virgin for a very long time as well? Well, I understand his pain. Uh, first and foremost. And, um, second, um, I always hated him and I hate him more now. It makes so much sense why Russell Wilson and him get along so well. Cause Russell Wilson yes. is probably still a virgin, even though he's married to Sierra and doesn't, didn't Sierra have like a, a penis or something. So she had, it's funny you say that. Cause the first time I think I ever heard about this was you telling me this. Cause you were like fascinated with it. Where her clit is, I think it was a rumor, but where her clit is <laughs> was a little dick, they said. But I don't know if it's true. They say it's not. But I mean, I don't even know if Russell Wilson knows <laughs> if she has a clit dick or what's going on. Some say clits are little dicks. So, you know, it is what it is. But I'm just looking at this right now. I Googled Tyler Lockett Virgin. And it's a story from 2019. Oh, my God. It's like he's a virgin in his new poetry. <laughs> he's a virgin, period. <laughs> Promoting his new poetry book, Reflections, which explores Lockett's celibacy in greater depth. Among other things, Lockett made the admission on Adam Schefter's podcast. Oh, my God. Talk about the corniest fucking thing, the most virgin thing to come out as a virgin on Adam Schefter's podcast. I have a girlfriend and she understands what I'm about and loves God as well. Yeah, because she's getting fucking <laughs> raw dog when she's at my Bible DK study. My, my DK makeup. <laughs> my DK. 
hundred percent. Yo, she's driving to. She's in that foursome, and she's like, "Oh, babe, just a Bible study." Jesus said, "What up, babe?" <laughs> Jesus in the foursome. How can you be so stupid, bro? Like, how how can you Dude, be so waiting, stupid, bro? He's in the NFL. Dude, he's waiting for marriage. Waiting for what? So he busts a nut and he's like, oh, I suck at sex and I want to fuck every other girl now. Like, what are you doing? That shit is all made up, bro. That's just how, like, the church controls you. Oh, don't wait to have sex until you're married and then you hate your fucking life. <laughs> Yo, what, like, what kind of podcast is this? Is this fantasy football or let's just fucking... Dude, this is it, bro. This is what the people want to hear. This is it. They do. This is it. This is fucking it. <laughs> Tyler Lockett's a virgin and DK Metcalf. Like, you know they don't get along. And you're so right, dude. You're so right. That's why him and Russell Wilson jerk each other off. That's why Lockett – like, dude, because Lockett's inconsistent. Yes. Know. Um, you know, it's like this is this is why they get along. So that's why he gets contracts. Like, this is it because it's like, bro. Did you ever read the story of Russell Wilson when he started dating Sierra, what he said to her about being a virgin I'm really nervous uh, about – <laughs> sleeping sleeping wow, in a bed with another woman uh what what he said so he was married he was married to that white girl uh russell wilson like if you, if you ever look at the um picture of him getting drafted it's this like scary white lady like smiling at him like she just hit the lotto because she thought she did but they got divorced anyway so he meets sierra and like they start dating they didn't fuck yet i swear to god this is a story he told he was like, uh, baby, you want it? Do you mind if we do this the Jesus way? And she was like, yeah, bro, I don't care, whatever. Like, I'm Sierra, I'm irrelevant. And then they didn't have sex for like three years. And then I guess they had sex when they got married. Like, who does that, I dude? I don't know, bro. I don't, fuck, I don't understand these people's thinking, man. Don't you want to have sex like before you're married so you know, like, all right, I can do this for the rest of my life or nah, this bitch is a fish. Yeah, she's a dub. She sucks. It's always her fault. It's never the man's fault. Ever. Remember that. If GCF taught you anything, that's what we taught. But dude, from the perspective of like, you're an NFL player, bro. Like um, John Wall always said he'd never want to have a girlfriend because he knows he couldn't be faithful to her. I respect yeah, that. Honesty you know is key. Saying? Honesty is key. He doesn't give a shit. Does he respect women? Probably not. That's his prerogative. But Russell Wilson could probably fuck any uh, girl in Seattle, like, you know, pink haired nose ring girl that, you know, just got back from a riot. <laughs> he could fuck any of these girls, but he doesn't. He waits and does it the Jesus way with Sierra, who may have a mini clit dick. Unconfirmed. <laughs> but what are you, what's your thoughts on Seattle offense, Mike? Oh, my God. Um,. Jeez, I don't even know what to say anymore. <clears throat> no, <laughs> Russell Wilson, I don't know, man. Obviously, he's better than this. Like, this isn't who Russell Wilson is. Russell Wilson's still a great quarterback, bro. Like, it's not like he just forgot how to play quarterback. It's literally because he's not healthy. You said it before. He's not yes. healthy. Um, And he was forced back, and they were, they were pushing the narrative, too, of, oh, he's an amazing healer. Um, he, he, the, the doctor yeah. came out and said, I never seen someone, you know, heal so quick to the point that, um, I'm saying that he could come back right now. No, that doctor should be fucking fired because he clearly something's not right with him. And, uh, you know, you could see because he was, you know, last week he was forced to throw the ball a lot on the run, which is what Russell Wilson's made a career out of doing. And he's done it great feeling pressure in the pocket. He's always had a shitty offensive line in Seattle. 
rolls out of the pocket, throws a deep ball down the field, Tyler Lockett, 60 something yard touchdown. Like that's just how he's made his money in the NFL. He's great at that. And I'm, I don't know, man, I'm still not feeling comfortable with him right now. I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to feel comfortable until I see it kind of, because you know, now this is what two weeks now that Russell Wilson's been back. And, um, two weeks ago, it was a shutout against uh, the Packers and uh, you know, okay. It was his first game back, shake the rust off, whatever. Now a second week in a row that, you know, the offense is failing to really, you know, push the ball, look effective passing running. Um, I'm not feeling too great about Seattle's offense, Sean. And um, especially considering that they're playing a Washington team that their defense the last two weeks has, you know, really started to pick it up. They had that huge win against um, uh, the Buccaneers two weeks ago. I think they only gave up like 19 points against the Bucs. This past week they beat the Panthers. Um, You know, Washington's defense – I'm not saying it's looking like the defense that we saw from last year, but it's definitely starting to look better. It's, getting it's definitely better. starting to get better. So, um, I don't know. Usually in a game like this, like you know, you're you're pumped up for Russell Wilson, but it's really hard to like put my trust in him, which is going to make it hard to put my trust in all the other players on the team. <laughs> Another reason why Carroll needs to be fired is because like Geno Smith was doing fine. Yeah. And they like rush Russell Wilson back. Like I get it. You might say, oh, Russell Wilson like wanted to play, but it's like, dude, you're the head coach. Like I know like they want to keep him happy maybe because he wants out and shit, but it's like, dude, come on, whatever. I I would bench these guys except DK because he's yeah. a must start. I would even explore other options for Russell yes. Wilson um, unless like you're thinking about like Matt Ryan or something yeah. crazy like that, you know? Um, all right, Mike, let's fucking wrap it up. We got way off the rails, but it's better off. Um, Let's do the starter sits. All right. First up, to Ernest Johnson versus the Ravens, assuming no Kareem Hunt, who has a little bit of an outside chance to play this this week. I do think they sit him, and then they have the bye, and then I think we see him um, for the last week of the regular fantasy season in week 14. But assuming Hunt doesn't play, are you starting to Ernest Johnson against the Ravens, who had a pretty bad game last week? Nah, I don't think so. Um, I don't think – you know, I think he's still going to get some run and stuff, and uh, Ravens' run defense has been efficient enough, but I just – you know, this is Chubb's team, and I think, you know, it's going to be heavy Chubb. (laughs) Uh, same thing. Chubb, Chubb for life. Uh, Carson Wentz versus Tampa. Last two games, Wentz has looked like shit, frankly. Um, you know, you could call it on the defense, whatever. I'm starting him. Uh, obviously this offense is Jonathan Taylor, but Mike, what do you think? I think, I think Wentz, now that they're, they're actually throwing the ball to Taylor a little bit more. Um, you know, I think Wentz, if he could open it up a little bit, get it, start getting it back to Pittman. He really hasn't done that the last two weeks. What are you thinking about? I'm absolutely starting him. Uh, I put him in my waiver wire quarterbacks to stream this week. You know, they've been going heavy, heavy, heavy with Jonathan Taylor running the ball. He had 30 something carries this past week. And I think they're going to, you know, obviously he's still going to run the ball, but I think they're going to go away from that as heavy usage against the Buccaneers who are pretty solid against the run. Uh, This is a team that you can Mm -hmm. throw against. So I think uh, Carson Wentz, they're going to start, you know, let let him throw the ball a little more in this game. Uh, I think he'll be pretty efficient with it. So I'm going to start him. Mike, out of the bye week, big fucking test for our boy and his future. Are you starting Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams versus the L.A. Chargers at home? What are you thinking here? Sean, honestly, I'm going to say you could start both of them. 
Um, and you've been able yeah. to start both of them a lot. And it, it still irks me that like Gordon's getting as much playing time. But I mean, he ha- at the same time, he's been efficient. But I mean, I, I would just love to see Javante Williams like have a full fucking workload and just see what he does with it because uh, he would he would kill it. Um, Chargers run defense is legit trash. Uh, they've given up the most rushing yards and the fourth most fantasy points per game to running backs. I they're both like at the worst low end running back twos to me. I like that. I would probably I want to believe so bad that Javante is going to take over. That like I'm still going on with Javante, but I think Javante RB two Gordon high end flex. We'll leave it at that. Um, OBJ, your boy versus Green Bay. I I'll give him a pass um, with the Monday Night Football game against I forget who the Rams played, but he didn't do much. Um, he's got a full bye week. Hopefully, a good responsible football player with the talent level of OBJ would have been. Buried in that playbook, living at the facility for the last two weeks. Um, I don't know if he did that. What are you thinking about OBJ versus Green Bay? He's a sit for me just because I want to see him actually do it because there's no – it's boom or bust with him. He's either going to get you one or two or go off. So what do you think? I'm in the same boat, same exact boat as you. <clears throat> I'm not starting him. I feel like he's a boomer bust guy. He'd probably get a bust. Um, I'm still kind of on the fence like – it, uh, between OBJ and uh, Jefferson, like who's going to be the wide receiver to eat more? Is you know OBJ going to be the guy who handles most of the targets behind Cop, or, or is Jefferson? Because I really like what I've been seeing out of Jefferson lately. Um, you know, obviously OBJ still needs to learn the playbook a little bit. You know, he just got traded. He was only on the team f- for a couple days. Right in the beginning of that game, you know, he fucked that rat up uh, on Stafford's first interception. So, yeah. Um, Packers, I think, have been pretty tough in the secondary, minus this past week. But uh, I'm going to sit OBJ. Tua, my boy, at home against Carolina, which that defense has been tough. Tua's been playing better. To be fair, the Jets made him look like, you know, the next Tom Brady, but that's just the Jets' uh, secondary defense. What are you thinking about Tua against Carolina? Because he has – I know you hate him, but he has been startable. Um, but Carolina's tough matchup. He's probably a sit for me, um, but I do like him rest of the season. What are you thinking? Uh, you have you have to sit him this week. Um, it's just not a favorable enough matchup, and there's like so many more, so many better streaming options than Tua this week. So you're you definitely are sitting Tua this week. But yeah, I agree with you. Depending on the matchup, he could he could be starting in your lineup uh, certain weeks. Emmanuel Sanders, who's been in the witness protection program for over the past couple weeks at New Orleans on Thanksgiving night. I'm sitting him. Um, you know, I would like to say that I have faith in him, but I just don't really anymore in any receiver not named Diggs on that team. What do you think? Yeah, I'm sitting him as well. Uh, you know, Allen, he's just, I don't know, he's been kind of shitty, but he spreads the ball around so much to really trust any Bills wide receiver not named Stephon Diggs. Like between. Cole Beasley, uh, Gabriel Davis, Dawson uh, Knox now back. There's just, I don't know, you just, it's hard to trust any of these guys because Allen, it seems like, spreads the targets out like almost equally to the point that you just can't trust putting them in a starting lineup. So I'm sitting them. Tyler Lockett, the Virgin at Washington. 
I'm only putting him in there because we've gotten so many questions on him after last week. I'm benching him. What about you? Oh, man. I'm I'm very much on the fence with him on this one. I'm probably going to start him low-end flex. Um, You know, he had the solid game last week. He looked better with Wilson. You know, uh, we talked about Washington football team. Their defense has looked a lot better. Um, I just think Lockett's going to get his targets. You know, I don't think he's going to go off like he did last week, but I think he's going to get his targets. Obviously, number one cornerback's going to be on top of DK. Um, I'll give Lockett um, a flex. I'll give him some flex consideration. I'm not high in him, but considering, um, you know, guys on bye weeks and injuries, he might be a decent option for your team. Tony Pollard against Vegas behind a banged-up Zeke. I feel like I would start him as a low-end flex play only because, I mean, this could get out of hand. Uh, They might be trying to save Zeke. I mean, the Cowboys are still in the driver's seat for the NFC East, so I I could see Pollard getting um, some run, especially if Higgins and – or excuse me, Higgins. If Lamb is out, they might want to get, you know, a little bit more involved with the pass catching running back. So Pollard's a start for me, but don't expect too much. What do you think about Pollard? Uh, I'm sitting him. I mean, Zeke and Pollard early on, you know, we were everyone was getting a little worried and um about Zeke's situation. But it was for that reason. You know, they want to make sure they have Zeke down the stretch. So now Zeke got hurt last week. He seems fine. He practiced in full today. Um, but it's still not enough for me to warrant a start. He's only had one double-digit performance the last five games. Um, I, I don't think I can I, – I can't start him, no. All right, next up we have T. Higgins versus Pittsburgh, who he was a target machine. That Pittsburgh defense is tough. I'm probably going to start Higgins, but as a low-end flex, I feel like with a lot of these guys, you kind of don't have any choice but to start them. Um, and I think Higgins is one of those guys where you drafted him, unless you made different moves. What do you think? And you start him against this tough defense? It sucks, man, because it's like every week, you know, do we start T. Higgins? And it's always like, yeah, you got to. Well, and then he keeps fucking, you know, shit in the bed. How many how many weeks are we going to go through this? We're going to put our faith in T. Higgins. I mean, Joe Burrow's trending dower. T. Higgins trending dower. Just scary what's going on with them. But at the same time, like, you just got to put your faith in him because you know he's a talented guy. He's going to get targets. Uh, start him and hold your fucking breath. Last but not least, DJ Moore, your boy at Miami, finally found the end zone behind the strength of Cam Newton, Superman oh coming back. Um, are you starting him this week? or what? When, when does this Carolina Cam – uh, you know, storybook thing end. Do you think it ends sooner rather than later? You think we ride it to the playoffs and then it ends? I mean, they look better with Cam, but you know, I don't, I don't see how sustainable it is. What, what do you think? Well, of- they look better <clears throat> with Cam because anything looks better than Sam Darnold. Uh, they, they have, I mean, a really, this is like their easy stretch of the schedule. So <clears throat> let me see who they got real quick. I know I'm holding, you know, we're right at the end, but. They got Miami, bye week. Then they got the Falcons, Bills, Tampa Bay. So this is their easier stretch. I'm starting him this week. He definitely impressed me last week. Um, He's got a favorable matchup. 
I think he's definitely uh, at the least a flex play this week. Uh, and, you know, the touchdowns, you know, Cam targeting him and stuff, you know, it's good news if you have DJ Moore because you guys were, like, debating jumping off a cliff the last couple of weeks with him. Start him. All right. I'm starting DJ Moore, too. I feel like he's another guy. If you had him, you got to kind of start him. You don't really have a lot of options. Um, all right, people. That's it. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, make sure you go check out the Patreon, make sure you check out the bonus blogs, the Thanksgiving with Thanksgiving and stuff. I think the must starts and sits will probably come out later in the day on Friday. Mike's still working out when he's going to drop the rankings, but they'll be out, um, too. Uh, so make sure you check out grandcentralfantasy.com. Please subscribe to the Patreon if you can. All that, all the money that comes to us through the Patreon goes directly back into the site, back into the business. So, you know, we're just trying to make it better for you guys. And on the Patreon, you could see um, my latest post where I gave you the gambling picks, but I also kind of outlined kind of a little bit of the state of, um, you know, state of the union for Grand Central Fantasy, where we're looking to take it next year, um, what we're looking to do for patrons um, in general, and where the whole direction of this thing is looking to go. So make sure you check that out. Have a great Thanksgiving. Hope you and your family have a good one. Everybody's safe. Everybody's healthy. No bullshit. Um, And Mike, we're out of here, baby. Happy Thanksgiving.